0: Welcome to the first episode of Crime to Talk podcast. I'm Chris. Some of you may know me as Chris on Crime and this is
1: Angel and you may know me from Hey Girl Let's Talk Crime.
0: So, a little bit about ourselves. Angel and I, we met about 3 years ago on social media, Facebook, exact, in a craft group. I was fumbling around and she was the expert and I asked her for her help and then we discovered our mutual love for true crime. She went on to do great great things, and I just watched her from afar, and then she helped me build up the courage to start doing it myself. So here we are together, collectively, seeing what we can make happen.
1: Since we are launching the podcast in October, and it is Domestic Violence Awareness Month, we wanted to start out by focusing on a story about a woman by the name of Shakita Bennett. Did you know that 32% of Black women have experienced physical violence, sexual violence, and stalking by an intimate partner in their lifetime? And oftentimes, it is extremely difficult to access resources because they are in these lower-income, impoverished communities.
0: In the summer of 2013, a young woman named Shakita Bennett, living on Chicago's South Side, decided to make the courageous decision to break free from a violent relationship with her boyfriend, Deshaun Johnson.
1: And what makes this story even more disturbing is the reaction from Deshaun. So instead of respecting Shakita's choice and allowing her to move on, he starts stalking her and making threats. And it's essential to note that this behavior just didn't start with their breakup. Allegations of Deshaun's concerning behavior actually date back to as early as 2010, three years prior to this incident. Wow, that's
0: pretty disturbing. Shakita, fearing for her life, decided to take the courageous step on August 19th of 2013. She went out and sought protection from the courts and filed for a protective order to keep Deshaun away from her. It's disheartening to read her application where she mentions not only the threats, but also the fact that Deshaun had access to firearms. Can you imagine how afraid she was? According to the National Coalition Against Domestic Violence, the presence of guns in a domestic situation significantly increases the risk of homicide by uh, almost 500%.
1: I literally had no idea. Like, that's extremely alarming. So Shakita's request for a protection order is granted, offering her a temporary respite. However, as time goes on, the stalking and the threats um, start all over, really pushing her to the brink. So she is forced to take a leave of absence from her job, and she even had to relocate to escape Deshawn's relentless pursuit. Yeah.
0: Um, It's a nightmare and that nightmare continues for years. On July 5th of 2016, Shakita had no choice but to file for another protective order. Once again, they granted her the emergency protective order followed by a more long-term one aimed at preventing any contact from Deshaun. A snippet from Shakita's filing states, I'm very scared. I haven't been to my home in four days because of him sitting around my house. That same order was violated on December 14th of 2017 when he left Shakita a voicemail saying he was going to blow her brains out. She went and reported the voicemail to police and he was arrested and held on a $10,000 bond. But then he was released right after the amount was dropped to 5k.
1: This story pisses me off so bad. So Deshawn repeatedly violates the protection orders, continuing to make terrifying threats to Shakita and her family. He ends up leaving her like at least 30 voicemails and four of those voicemails, he said that he was going to kill her. So what's particularly maddening is how police handle this. So they failed to promptly arrest him despite clear violations of those protective orders and the fact that Shakita... Shakita has to relocate multiple times to escape him just to mention her own safety is beyond frustrating. In March 2018, he pled guilty to violating the protective order because he showed up to her job at Walgreens on March 5th of that same year. Then he violated the order again when he called Shakita and said that he was going to show up at her job and go crazy.
0: That is insane, and it's actually just another glaring example of the system failing to protect a survivor. Shakita's courageous efforts to report Deshawn's threats are met with blame from the authorities, which is why so many people keep quiet. The police question why she didn't file a report in person or immediately call 911, but the reality is she's at her place of work, and this is where economic abuse comes into play.
1: Absolutely. So Shakita's employment and income are now at risk because she has to continue to take leaves of absence. And it's a stark reminder of how domestic violence impacts the workplace as well. The lack of formal policies or programs in many workplaces to address such issues is a major problem. Because I do know that in a lot of situations, like if Um, someone continues to call your job, they will end up firing you instead of like getting the police involved or trying to protect you or your position at work, which is just insane. Um, But Shakita's plight highlights the urgent need for systemic change.
0: You're right, Angel. It is so disheartening to see that despite Shakita's multiple requests for protection and numerous police reports, the system doesn't take her situation seriously. Black women in particular face a significantly higher risk of intimate partner violence, with a shocking percent of homicides linked to these situations. Shakita is a victim who desperately sought help, but her pleas fell on deaf ears. Nobody helped her, and this situation just continued to spiral.
1: Yeah, it's it's very disheartening. So, although Deshawn pleads guilty to violating the protection order, the sentencing is extremely lenient so it wasn't like he was a changed man or you know he felt bad for what he had done he pled guilty because he was offered a plea deal and I think that especially in these situations plea deals should not even be on the table because I feel like if you're abusing uh, your partner like this then You know, as statistics say, the homicide uh, percentage does go up. So I just think that it's insane that they had even offered him um, a plea deal. So he ends up serving only five days, and then he is placed on probation with an order to attend domestic violence counseling. And it's really hard to comprehend the injustice of this outcome.
0: Well, tragically, Shakita's story does not end there. She is left feeling exhausted and running out of options She then considers changing careers and relocating to Indiana to escape Deshawn's torment. But before she can make that move, her worst fears came to life. On April 5th of 2018, 31-year-old Shakita Bennett was shot twice in the head, just 40 feet from her apartment door. She was pronounced dead at the scene. Her friends and family knew exactly who had done this to her, but before the police could even begin to look for him, Deshawn went on the run. It wasn't until April 20th of that year that Deshaun was arrested by the U.S. Marshals in Fort Wayne, Indiana, after the Fort Wayne Police Department gang unit located him at his brother's house. He was hiding under insulation in the crawl space of the home.
1: It's a nightmare that culminates in her murder. The failure of the system to protect her is absolutely devastating. It's a reminder of the dire consequences when domestic violence is not taken seriously. Shakita's story serves as a poignant example of the many forms abuse can take. Shakita's life was taken from her in 2018, and Deshaun Johnson is still awaiting trial. According to the Cook County Sheriff's Office website, his next court date is on November 2nd, 2023.
0: Wow. Think about the time difference between 2018 to now. Yeah. Can you imagine the torment that her family is going through? The ex the gut-wrenching anger that they're experiencing. And that's why it is so crucial to shed light on these stories, to raise awareness and to advocate for change in how domestic violence situations are handled by the legal system and society as a whole. Absolutely. Because Abuse isn't always physical, and we must be vigilant in supporting survivors. There are many women that are suffering in silence. They want to keep themselves safe, but there's also so many people involved in situations when it's a domestic violence case. Think about all the threats that are made to the victims. You know, I will hurt the children, I will starve you financially. You know, a lot of women and men remain in relationships because. They don't want to lose their financial support or the emotional and mental abuse that has been in, that they've endured for so many years just telling someone no one will love you you can't afford to take care of these children on your own all of those things are forms of abuse that women and men alike endure and that is one of the reasons that people stay in situations and they don't see a way out so if you do know someone that's suffering you can reach out it may be outside of your comfort zone. But if you see something, say something, because some people don't have the courage to leave. Another thing that I would like to point out is that it is said that the most dangerous time in a domestic violence situation is when the victim decides to leave. So I always encourage people that if you are in a situation, come up with a plan, talk to someone that you trust, and then silently make your move. One of the things abusers thrive on, besides fear, is power. And you leaving a situation where they feel like they have the control is the time that they may feel the most violent. Before we conclude, we want to emphasize that if you or someone you know is experiencing domestic violence, there is help available. You do not have to go through this alone. We will make sure to list some resources here in the caption or at the end of the video to assist anyone who is seeking help or refuge. It is important to remember that your safety is top priority. If you believe you are in immediate danger, call 911. Domestic violence is a complex issue, and it may take time to find the right resources and support, but you are not alone, and there are people and organizations ready to help you. It is never too late to seek assistance and start the path to healing and safety. Thank you for listening to this episode and please share this information with anyone who may benefit from it.
1: Absolutely. And it is our hope that through stories like Shakita's, we can inspire change, empathy and action in the fight against domestic violence. Thank you for joining us for this episode and remember your voice can make a difference.